0: Hey, something wrong. I don't like Jewish jokes. And frankly, I'm offended. Douche.
1: This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary,
2: brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, G. Simon.
3: And coming to you live from the Crown Plaza Hotel in Foster City, California, it's Harrison! <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I take it uh, you're, you're in the Bay Area this week for work? Yes. Yeah. For you- a
3: summit, the Sales and Support Summit. Yay!
2: Wow, are there any prostitutes there? No. That was my
3: question.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I make no, like, it don't. sounds like you can get some great two hundred and fifty dollars talent there.
3: No, these aren't these aren't cool people. These no. are um, these are uh, Asperger's stricken engineers and uh, middle aged men with <sighs>
2: roadsters. I, f- I figured there would be like some Silicon Valley prostitutes there. Yeah. No, okay. That voice you heard just just now here was Ryan Keeley, special guest in the podcast.
4: Sorry for jumping in. I'm excited.
2: <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show. You know, it's kind of it's an occasion tonight. It's, it's technically this show is our 10 year anniversary of Sick and Wrong. Mm. Is that crazy? 10 years. Harrison's, Harrison's been doing it for a few months, but th- for some reason, you know. For some god-awful reason, I don't even know why. Maybe I'm a masochist. I've been doing this show for 10 years.
3: You know, do they say that remember when is the lowest form of conversation.
2: It, I think it is. Yeah. I really think it is. Well, anyway, I, I didn't really, I didn't really like publicize this show, but it is our 10-year anniversary. I'd like to thank everybody for listening for 10 years. It's kind of insane. Uh, We've got a special show coming up. It's, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm interviewing a porn legend. Um, other than Ryan Keeley. A different <laughs> porn legend <laughs> A much more disgusting porn legend actually
4: I wouldn't say I'm a porn legend I'd say I'm vaguely important In very select circles
2: okay.
3: and oh, You didn't okay. ask him You didn't ask him the question I wanted you to ask him
2: I know Ooh. actually uh, Harrison's, all, Harrison's all upset with me Because I didn't ask the porn legend A very specific question Which we'll, we'll get to that in a second But first right. we have Ryan Keeley here Ryan I haven't seen you in so long how, you, how have you been?
4: I'm sweaty. I've been touching vagina today. Um,
2: have you been on set? No, I I'm you still retired. tired.
4: Yeah. yeah you- I uh, quit porn and decided to be an esthetician, which means that I, as part of my job, wax vaginas.
2: Well, it's kind of related, somewhat related.
4: Yeah. I just can't get away from touching people's junk for money. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very specific skill set
2: But you don't get the reciprocation though No, no, yeah, that's, that's kind of less
4: money and no orgasms for me
2: So wait, what are you like waxing? You're like you doing the whole Brazilian thing?
4: Yeah, and the Brazilian If you want smooth balls
2: <laughs> wait, Harrison, have you ever done that?
3: No, because you have smooth balls for like three days And then it's just itchy town Yeah, yeah I bet you it's almost
2: like Shaving it- yeah, but I guess once you, once you get it, so it's probably like nice and smooth for what? Like maybe a week? But My then it grows bright. back softer. Oh, I don't know. God, it's, it's got to be painful. I don't think I've ever shaved down there. I mean, I've, shav- I've shaved, you know, I've shaved like, the, you know, I trim. I've never just shaved it completely off.
4: Well, that'd be weird. It looks like a creepy turkey neck. I don't like to take everything off on a man. I just like to do the base of the shaft and the balls and sometimes the crack.
2: It, 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 it looks like a turkey <laughs> neck. That's very descriptive.
3: I, I think that's, that's how you destroy the Death Star. You go down the base of the shaft and then you go through the balls and then the crack. And then boom, you fire the fucking proton torpedo and you're, you're done. And then you, you
2: just destroy the empire. Yeah. Um, so what position are you in when you're getting a Brazilian? Are you like on all fours?
4: No. People think that uh, makes them feel vulnerable. So even though that would give me a better butt wax, people won't
2: do it for me. So what are you just kind of like sitting there with your legs up like well, on your back?
4: Well, most of the time they're just like on their back with their, their legs kind of figure forward. And then when I do the butthole, I have them hold their ankles. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's just that's, it's a very disturbing mental image. Have you done any friends that we know? Um, what about Nick? Uh, what about Nick Aaron's?
4: He won't let me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I'm kind of siding with Nick here. I'm not going to do it.
4: Well, here's the thing: is that I gave him a back wax, and he wor- he broke out really badly. Which happens because it's an exfoliation, and then if your back's dirty, like all that's going to come out.
2: So, <laughs> did you uh, you wax Harrison though? Right, I did. Because you're a brave woman. How, mu- how much hair was on that back?
4: I mean. He wasn't wearing like a winter weight sweater, <laughs> but um, maybe like, like you know, fine cashmere, like a light, <laughs> I don't know how they weight cashmere,
2: but one of the lighter weights. Well, that's kind of a compliment. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, I like that.
4: Yeah. And I, waxing backs is the best.
2: What, what do you, you just put on that, like what that, like kind of syrupy type of stuff and just wax, you just rip it off? Yeah. In strips? Yeah. God, that sounds so painful. Was it painful, Harrison?
3: Yeah, but it's like it's like a fun kind of pain, you
2: know? It's a fun kind of pain. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> this is
4: the second rollercoaster. It's like podcast. a tattoo, dude. <laughs> what the fuck?
2: <laughs> I was in some pain this past weekend. Um, I got like the worst food poisoning I've ever had.
4: But you look so thin.
2: Because I haven't <laughs> eaten. I haven't eaten since Saturday. Oh, it sucked. I was at a. I was out with a. I was on a date too. I was on a date. I went and saw that band. You know that band, Devotchka. No. You're, they did the whole soundtrack, The Little Miss Sunshine. Kind of, I don't know, what Eastern European type of music. It's really cool, actually. It's a great. They put on a good show. But we went and got uh, Italian food, and I ordered calamari with linguine. And I was cool till about halfway through the show, and then I was like, I'm gonna hurl. And I just knew I was going to hurl, but I was like, oh, shit. Like, what am I going to do? So I'm like, I'll be right back. I'm going to use the restroom. And I'm in the restroom just puking my guts out. Oh, it sucked. It was like I puked my guts out all night. Like, I had to, like, well, she actually drove me home, which sucked, and then took an Uber. Well,
4: at least, you know, you came off as vulnerable, and people <laughs> do like to take care of people.
2: Yeah, she didn't, well, That's she true. wasn't. I tried to make her wear this naughty nurse outfit I had for these occasions. Didn't go over well. Not that
3: many girls are into puke. Harrison, have you met any girls that are into puke? That are into puke? No. But, yeah. I mean, uh, they do like to take care of... I, I, I tend to, to, to pull the wounded bird card. <laughs> and women, flo- and some women sometimes will flock to me in that case.
2: Does psychologically wounded count? Yes. Okay, all right. Well, there you go.
3: Oh, yeah, I thought you said the psychologically wounded counts. Like, no, like, I'm, I'm you know, just saying, like
2: a, being psychologically wounded does count, that count right, as like right. actually being like you know physically
3: ill? That's what it is. I'm, a, I'm not. I don't have a broken arm. I'm a wounded bird. <laughs> you know, psychologically. You know, it's true. I went
4: over to your apartment and I wanted to clean it. Yeah. I was like, how can you live like this? Let me yeah. help you.
2: Yeah. Right. This is what.
3: This is how it goes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It is yeah. kind of sad. Yeah. That sucked. When's the last time you had food poisoning?
4: Oh. Gosh, last year, no, two years ago at um, Vue, which is like a pre-Mardi Gras uh, parade in New Orleans. I had etouffee, crawfish etouffee at a house party.
2: Seafood. Yeah. What, did it just like run right through you?
4: It was, like, I was doing good, doing good, and I was partying, wearing an awesome sequined outfit. And then we were at a bar, and I was like, my stomach feels weird. I'm like, did I do too many drugs? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I just... And then I went to the bathroom and was like, oh, oh. <laughs> and then it started puking. And fortunately, I got to my friend's house before the other end started
2: up. Oh, yeah. That's so that I didn't even have to do the other end. It was all just out of my just straight like vomiting.
4: No, no. You're very lucky. And worst,
2: calamari just looks disgusting. Well, actually, kind of looks the same. I like calamari. but I can't eat it now. Yeah. I don't think I could do it again. What about you, Harrison? When's the last time you had her- food, like nasty food poisoning?
3: It, well, the last time I had it wasn't that bad. It was like a couple months ago. And it was like I had a gyro or something. And then it was like I Is had really bad diarrhea. You? And then That's I passed out for like, like four hours, <laughs> right? And then I woke up and it was like, do, 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 do. And like the walls were melting and I was like hallucinating. You ever had that kind of food poisoning? I want to eat what you're... What are you eating? Like, magic mushrooms? Like, what the <laughs> no! fuck are you eating? I just
4: like that your, like, danger music <laughs> sounds like Genesis. Yeah. I, was
3: trying, I was trying to do the beginning of All Along um, One Sour.
2: Yeah, God. I mean, I was just... Yeah, The mine was not like that. Mine, mine sounded like a Guar song. It was awful. Uh-huh. It was awful. And it was just, like, the worst situation because, you know, I'm on a date and everything and just, yeah, the whole thing was just bad.
4: The worst thing about getting food poisoning from both ends when both ends want to go and you have to pick. (laughs) You're like, I don't know. Like, you may shit or vomit all over yourself.
2: Why don't you just grab like a trash can for the vomit and the toilet for the shit?
4: I only puke in toilets.
2: (laughs) 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 i don't even know where you're going with that one then just that just sounds gross um do you so what do you do do you call the restaurant or do you like leave a nasty yelp review no do you do do anything or you say fuck it yeah it's fine
4: like i mean life happens yeah what are you gonna do
2: i don't i don't know i was just like i was talking to uh i was talking to like some people at work they're like oh you have to leave a yelp review i'm like no I've, i've never yelped not even once
4: Particularly if I like a place. I don't want anyone to
2: know. This is the first time I've ever been there. But I probably won't go back. Well... Well, I mean, I guess it depends. If if it's a place that I actually eat at regularly and it happens, okay, shit happens, you know, whatever. But if it's a place I tried the first time and I got burned the first time, I'm not going to go back there.
4: Well... So the day that I got food poisoning, it was either crawfish at Dufay for a house party, which I'm not gonna
2: Well yeah, you're not gonna say anything about that. And then
4: previously I'd had some oysters at Pesh, which is a fantastic restaurant, and it may have just been a bad oyster.
2: Yeah, I've I've gotten food poisoning from mussels. And that's another thing, it's kinda risky. Don't you know?
3: ever have muscles, uh, apparently, I don't know, Anthony Bourdain says don't ever have muscles unless you fucking, like, know the goddamn chef at the place, basically.
2: Well, because they simmer, they're they Like kind of, of they, they sort of, they're seasoned in their own urine, like, I don't
3: think their, their own the waste,
2: so it's like you're, you're kind of taking your life into your own hands with muscles, but they taste so damn good. Yeah. They're great. You know? Yeah. And it's the, just, with the oysters.
4: bread when they've been, like, yeah. with butter and a little white in the wine. the sauce, yeah, no,
2: it's, it's good, it's kind of worth it, but man, food poisoning sucks.
4: Hey! Just think of it—you like get really skinny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of like that's what I'm wondering. I was thinking about that the whole time. I was like, "Is this what bulimia feels like?"
4: No, um, and that's <laughs> the one time I came back from New Orleans thinner than when I showed up. So it was actually
2: maybe, not bad. maybe it's a diet plan, you know? Yeah. that might work.
4: Just one stomach flew away from my goal weight.
2: <laughs> so, so the theme for the show—it's—it's it's kind of uh, convenient that you came over here, Ryan. Well, Ryan actually came over because I'm—I'm I'm showing her how to take care of Hecubus this weekend. Which, thank you for that.
4: There's some pussies that I don't know my way around. <laughs> yeah, th- this
2: is a, a special kind of pussy, but... I'm bald, going. I, I,
4: which I, kn- when I know...
2: Yeah, this is a bald yeah. pussy, which you should be very familiar with that. Yeah, it's the claws. It's the claws on the pussy, yeah, And the yeah. fact that
4: I have to feed it.
2: Yeah, and it, and it will bite you.
4: Yeah, definitely. It does no, that. I've had ones that bite... Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Vagina dentata. Exactly, um, but yeah, you're so you're over here this weekend because I'm going to be up in the Bay Area. But um, the theme of this week's show is porn because uh, it's the AVN Awards this weekend. It is. I mean, so what, when's the last time you've been? To, you've been to that several times, right?
4: Yeah, I went last year.
2: What's what? You know, I've never been. I've been invited. A few times. Don't
4: go. Now it's depressing. In 2005, when I went, it was coat parties and orgies and just ridiculousness. And now there's so little money in the industry that people show up for the industry. Like they lose weight, they sober up and they network. And there's no open bars because no one pays for porn anymore.
2: Does it mean like even like the big studios can't even like throw a big party?
4: No. And if they throw a party, it's not going to be an open bar. It'll be cash bar.
2: Oh man, that sucks.
4: I know. And there's no cocaine parties. I remember the first year I was managing a booth for wanted list and the owner of the company got the three digital playground stars. So coked up at the time. I want to say it was like Devin and Tegan and a couple other girls. So coked up. They didn't show up for their signing and it wasn't a big deal. Like <laughs> I, completely no way. No cared. Well, I mean, they like kind of cared, but like they weren't fired. They weren't, there was no retribution. Wow! Now it would be, that would be a career render.
2: Where, where was the, was it at, cause now it's at hard rock, right?
4: Yeah. So then it was at the Venetian and was it was at the same time as CES, which really added to it. Cause all the girls would come out cause they'd all
2: hook for, uh, with all the tech guys. Oh, so they're like, yeah, they're yeah. like banging the tech guys. They're making a little extra money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. CES
3: was last, was last the week before last.
4: They, they, they separated them, which was bullshit because AVN actually used to be part of CES.
2: Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, I remember um, my friend Pat, who's been on the show a few times. Uh, he used to go down to CES. He's like, the best part is because you'd see all the porn stars. Yeah. you know, And that, that's why they would always go to that. But um, yeah, apparently that is not the thing that they do now. So I don't know. I mean, Harrison, have you ever been to the AVNs? No.
3: Like, would you ever go? Because it's not your thing. I'd, I'd go. You gotta I mean, be checking out. Vegas, to, in some ways, Vegas is kind of like my own personal hell um But if there was like a fun reason to go, I'd go. I've heard the. I mean, the
2: parties are. I've heard the parties are kind of epic. Tell I me more about my, these orgies. These I try to
3: live my life like a fucking, you know, improv sketch. <laughs> yes, and right. <laughs> so I'm trying to do that now. I'm trying to be more open to stuff.
4: Yeah, but now the industry's so small, it's like the same twelve people, and it's creepy.
2: Mm. And, and Ron Jeremy.
4: And Ron Jeremy.
2: Which, yeah, which is always kind of nice. Who, speaking of, is uh, who I actually got an interview with for uh, this week's show. So, uh, coming up next, I uh, will be chatting with Ron Jeremy, which I got to say was probably one of the most difficult interviews I've ever had to do. Not <laughs> a difficult interview in terms of just talking to him, because he's, he's a very, like, you know, affable fellow. You know, it's easy to, to speak to him. But just to get that guy to sit down so, for 10 minutes...
4: You're lucky that he didn't fall asleep. I was in a little (laughs) horror film called Girls Gone Dead. It's terrible. Don't watch it. But Ron Jeremy was also in it and we had to go do a signing. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, we didn't even shoot at the same time. But I had to do a signing with him at um, Comic-Con and uh, he kept falling asleep. Like we're like signing for a huge line of people and he kept nodding off at the table.
2: Oh my God. Well, you know, how old is that guy?
4: Not that old.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's got to be like, what? Well, he's not... Okay, how healthy is that guy?
4: I did hear a story that he gets free uh, tubs of marinara from the Rainbow Room. I don't know if that's true or not. But I will say (laughs) that um, he did crash a lot of parties and you'd always find him just... Cleaning out the refrigerator.
2: You know, I remember when uh, I was dating a porn star back in uh, 2010. She, Holly, used to say like he would just show up at all the different sets and just like you know eat the food because it's free. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I, don't know. I was I was I was sitting through PowerPoint presentations all day. I was falling asleep constantly. It's like the CEO of the company's right there giving a presentation. i have fallen asleep. I sleep at me. I fall asleep. What do you want? You know.
2: Yeah, yeah, but you're also not just like, you know, an overweight uh, porn icon, but... That's true, yeah. Yeah, but, um, but but that's the thing. That guy's still... I mean, he doesn't really star in porn movies anymore. He no. said He was saying that he stars in, um, like, as a, a non-sex role. Yeah,
4: because no one will fuck him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, if that okay, if you were a new porn star that you're just starting, and they were like, hey, you know what? This is going to be a big thing for your career.
4: New girls will do anything.
2: Really? So that—that's yeah. those are the girls having sex with Ron Jeremy.
4: <laughs> New girls. Oof. Oof. Poor. Poor. Poor girls.
2: <laughs> so. So, Ryan, do you miss the industry at all?
4: Um, I miss certain aspects of it. Uh, I miss working at it back when it was still a good living. Um, it's not. And if I'm going to make forty thousand dollars a year, I better have health insurance. And that was isn't the case in porn now. It's in order to make.
2: They don't even give you guys health insurance.
4: No, and you have to pay for your own tests.
2: That's bullshit.
4: Yeah, it, there's. Here's the thing. When I was like, I can make more money as a receptionist than I can fucking people for money. I'm I'm gonna take that receptionist
2: job. You're like, yeah. What's the point? Of, yeah,
4: know, there's anymore. no point. Like, I I had my fun. I worked with all of the big companies and the big photographers. Like. Back when it was still lucrative, back when it was still fun, back when there were still open bars, it, <laughs> once that open bar closes down, I'm out. Ryan ain't got no time wow. for
2: that. Yeah. Well, I guess you're not... And who, who are the people that go to the AVNs? Like, the people attending it?
4: Well, it used to be huge. Um, I went last year, and it was so tiny that I just... It just made me sad.
2: I mean, is it just bunch? I, I picture just, like, a, a lot of these, like, you know, 40-year-old... There's a lot Asian. of ...Asian... Yeah. You I
4: mean, there's, there, there are the super fans there, and it's I'm so glad that they get out of the basement.
2: Like, <laughs> I'm so fucking out, glad. Yeah. Meet, their, meet their porn idols.
4: But I'm a nerd, so I also play Match the Gathering, so basement dwellers are just kind of my... Uh, those are my people. <laughs> so, um, no, there's, there's all sorts of people go, and a lot of people who have expectations that it's going to be like it used to be, and it's not.
2: You know, Ron was saying that the, it's at the Hard Rock now, and the Hard Rock's, like, really supportive... You know, tries to promote it as much as they can, but I wonder—is like, is the Hard Rock really making that much money off of this?
4: No. Well, here's the thing: is, is that you can get a room at the Hard Rock in the middle of the week for
2: forty five dollars. So yeah, I guess they can take a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Well, I was actually quite—I was—I was, you know, I wanted to. I've been wanting to interview Ron for a long time. I've met that guy like I don't know, probably six or seven times. I've DJed for him. Ooh. Yeah, he, you know, he does comedy acts when he goes to strip clubs. Yeah. So, like in 2005, when I was working at Centerfolds, he did like uh, a night of like three shows. And I had to DJ and give him the introduction and everything. And what then he'd go honey? up and, well, <laughs> I mean, if you like really, I mean, he's just kind of corny. But it's Ron Jeremy. So, almost anything he says, you're like, uh, but he's got all these lines. Like, you'll you'll see when I play this interview because I record the interview on Saturday. He, d- he has all these like catchphrases. Did you record the
4: interview at Lemmy's Memorial?
2: I did. This was that was uh, that was 2 weeks ago. This I I recorded this just as past Saturday. Although Ron was talking about Lemmy.
4: And well they're both big fans of the Rainbow Room.
2: They every time I go to the Rainbow I see Ron. Yeah. Yeah.
4: It, it th- used to be you'd either see Ron or Lemmy, God rest his soul.
2: Yeah, man, you don't, you don't, you, you, see, you see the booth now that's reserved for Lemmy. <sighs> but, uh, but yeah, but you always will see Ron because Ron rolls in there like around, I don't know, like midnight just to get selfies with everybody.
4: I'm, I'm serious that he might actually get free tubs of Marinara. I don't know if it's true or not. That's been an unconfirmed rumor since like 2004, but uh, I would like some confirmation on that.
2: Yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't busters. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> All right. Well, coming up next, uh, we have an interview with the legendary uh, Ron Jeremy. God, that guy's like an elder statesman in porn. He's been in the industry for like over 30 years.
4: That's the thing about porn. If you stick around long enough, they give you an award.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was saying. He's like, they always throw me uh, an award or two. I, yeah. You know,
3: I'm only familiar with him from the first season of The Surreal Life. Well, you've I've never heard, seen a porn with Ron I've Jeremy? I've never seen him in a porn, no.
4: I've actually got some good of uh, John Leslie's early stuff that he did some decent scenes in, um, like Slick Honey. He did a great scene in. Um, but yeah, he actually he fat did liners. some good work. No, it was before he got super fat.
2: do no, you ever see the, uh, the movie Fatliners? It's a porn parody of the movie Flatliners.
4: I didn't see the movie Flatliners.
2: Oh, the movie Flatliners, is great. It was a 90s movie like Kiefer Sutherland, where like who
3: directed that movie? Who directed that movie? I forget. Who, do, who It's did, the guy who did the, the terrible Batman movies. It's like the only good movie he ever did. With oh, the one with Mr. Freeze? Yeah, yeah. Um what's his face? Joel Schumacher. Oh, he did Flatliners? He did Flatliners. It's one of his few good movies. Well, it's, it's a good
2: movie and they like would, would would they like uh they would like uh flatline themselves and then Attain some kind of Different you know Level of consciousness
3: Right They go into the
2: afterlife Yeah Or go into the afterlife For some I don't know what So basically what, they're doing speedballs More or less <laughs> Yeah more or less They're doing speedballs But um they, they made this porn parody Called Fatliners Which is like Basically the same story But with just really fat people Having sex I the shit out of that Yeah and, and Ron Jeremy Fucked one of the largest women I've ever seen Like on film. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, because back then it's like they didn't have Viagra. So that dude's getting hard and fucking this like 500 pound lady in the kitchen.
4: Hey, just because she's fat doesn't mean that she's not a sexual being. (laughs) And here's the thing. (laughs) When someone's fat, everything feels like boob.
2: Yeah, I guess it's just one big, massive, jiggly boob. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's kind of hot. I don't know. Um, yeah, so coming up next, we've got an interview with uh, Ron Jeremy. So stick around, people. We've got some phone calls coming up as well. It's the uh, Sick and Wrong 10-year anniversary show. Um, but before that, here's a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com.
0: It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's
2: D-I-D-D-L-E. Hello. Hey, Ron, it's uh, D calling you again from the radio show. Yeah, okay. Let's go do it, yeah. All right. Hey, how are you doing, man? How am I doing? I'm, I'm doing very good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Thanks for uh, taking the time to chat with me. I was going to give you a call because uh, we're, we're doing a thing about the AVNs next weekend.
5: Nice. Yeah, I'm doing a... I'm in pretty solid. It's going to be fun. I'm doing two comedy shows on... Uh, one did Sapphires. Uh, oh, nice. I know the other one is. Uh, it's going to be um, on Thursday night and then uh, Friday night. Uh, there's a bunch of parties going on and a lot of fun events are happening as well. And Then I'm hosting a party on Saturday night for Gun and Cam. Um, it's going to be like a Super Lexi night at the Foundation Room
2: at the Mandalay Bay. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, a, that's a great venue. Are you uh, nominated for anything? Yeah, I'm nominated for Best Mainstream Crossover. Oh, nice, it's nice.
5: Usually I get like two, they throw me two bones every year. It's, I get nominated for best uh, non-sex role or being in an adult movie and just doing dialogue. That's always fun. Or mainstream crossover. Like, cause I've done a lot of like TV shows and film and mainstream, so I get that credit as well. So, oh, that's cool. It's fun. I think sometimes I don't win, you know.
2: Did they do the AVNs back in like the 80s and 90s?
5: What was it? I'll give you the exact chronological order. It was originally part of the CES show, just Consumer Electronics uh, Show. Right, all and right. And that's when the adult business just piggybacked them, and it was all done in the same place, Hilton Convention Center. You know, we had a little tent in the corner of it, and then the mainstream boys had the big space, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So and the, the, that was called the uh, the CES show, and the uh, and the you know I guess the adult uh, joining in, right? Um, it was called AVA at that time, you know. But the funny thing was that we kept getting mistreated by the big boys, you know, like the major corporations over there, Sony, you know, whatever, Paramount, Universal, yeah. it anything electric, some electronic shows. So everything from watches and computers and hardware to software and everything, and adult was included. Like, you we know, Jane Fonda and Richard Simmons moving their tapes. We had the adult industry moving their tapes. But we kept getting lacked of respect. It's because that were leaking water. And then they, would, they once they drew signs on door on toilets saying, "Warning, porn stars use these toilets." I mean, really yeah, that's disparaging. Onto, yeah. It's, swear to God. Yeah, then they they have we had long lines to our booths, and they had short lines, and they kept people waiting because they knew that we were the bigger draw. You know, we were the we were the largest draw. So it was Paul Fishbein, who had a little video News magazine who said, "Why are we putting up with this kind of crap?" from the mainstream, and we're giving them a ton of traffic. So he separated. So from that day on, the uh, Dell Video Association and the uh, CES were separate, but ran at the same time.
2: Was that back in the 90s, or...?
5: Uh, I mean, I guess probably, I guess probably early 2000s uh, or something. Maybe. Yeah, so then there was. it uh, was uh, separate. And then eventually, we moved to the Sands Convention Center, so we were not even in the same building. You know, we were near... Because you can walk from the sands to the hilton easily, but we were near. And then for, we did great at that point, and we had a real boom. You know, we, they, you know the regular industry realized that we're a bigger draw than they are, you know? <laughs> so basically, they can just kiss our ass and go on with their business. And then uh, and then eventually, uh, the next stage was... Um,
2: did, did they move uh, CES to like a couple weeks before?
5: And now they run it at a whole different date. Yeah, so it's now a, they're not even benefiting from the CES show. Now the ABA runs a couple of weeks uh, after. You, that to,
2: to be honest, I've, I've had a lot of friends that go to CES, and they said the best thing about the CES was the porn. You know, it's yeah, like... Yeah, but
5: now that anymore, in fact, a guy named Reno, even know, who's a friend of mine, he booked me and some other people to try to take up some of the slack. Because now that you know, the CES has nowhere, nowhere to go for the after hours, Like they get their work done, the computers done, they... they, they Called the wife and i okay, honey, we're here at the convention. And then when things are done, then they go, oh, we got porn stars we could say hello to. But now, <laughs> I mean, I guess AVN with a new ownership CEO uh, took it upon himself to do it a whole different date. That's and then a, people are going to come back twice to LA. Goes, but the Hard Rock does such amazing promotions. And yeah, now it's, it's a, whole a, it's a new bigger crowd. thing. Yeah, it's a whole new crowd. Go to the, the whole hotel, the whole Hard Rock hotel sponsors the uh, the adult video association including the awards show, the booths. I'm amazed. Amazed.
2: Yeah, it's it's cool that they're, they're so supportive.
5: Yeah, they told us 20 years ago that, that such a major hotel would, would sponsor the adult video show. I'd say, you're smoking the drapes. I'm <laughs> telling you, I'm amazed. I'm amazed.
2: Do you have more fun now than you did back in the day? Like, are, Do you find the women more attractive now?
5: Uh, yes, I noticed that, yes. It's, because I think a large part of that is a ginger um it's probably Jenna Jameson, you know, proved to the girls, as did a lot of the stars, Ginger Lynn, Church Lords, that you could go on to having, you know, a, a good life, making lots of money, and selling stuff, having websites,
2: so, making business uh, it, out a a lot of it.
5: Girls, well, this could be so now. Bed looking and bed looking folks were getting into the industry because they said, "Hey, this could be a nice legitimate way to make some big bucks." In the beginning of it, when I was first in the business, back when dinosaurs were on this earth, it was all like a hippy dippy. You know, a uh, uh, sexual revolution against the Vietnam War, Woodstock crowd. You know, back then.
2: Yeah, it's like late seventies.
5: It became like big business, and then you see someone like Jenna Jameson, who sells her company Club Jenna to Playboy for thirteen million dollars. Like, whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, Wow, whoa. wow, wow! That's crazy. That's gonna be, be some real money, yeah.
2: But then you get those chicks like uh, Joanna Angel and all the tattooed, like the alt, the alt porn stars. What do you, what do you, you think know, of I that? You're like a a Joanna Angel and all those alternative tattooed porn stars. What what do you think of that? I know, that's
5: funny. Well, she was originally, I think, one of the suicide girls that specialized in that, you know? Um, It's it's just style. I mean, some like it and some don't.
3: Are you into Uh, it?
5: For example, Playboy. If you look at Playboy magazine over the last 30 years, they almost never want to show tattoos. You'll you'll very rarely see a tattooed girl in Playboy because they want that innocent little girl down south from the farm, who's you know, all innocent and sweet, and her hair's all poofy, and nice big natural boobies, and look how nasty she gets. She's naked in a magazine. So it's kind of like a turn-on you know, of the country girl, you know, doing nasty. rather than a girl who looks nasty doing nasty.
2: Doing nasty, yeah, you're right.
5: When the girl's got um, a bunch of tattoos, it looks like she just left the biker gang, you know, just got <laughs> off the bike the Angels, and now was taking turns fellating each and every one of them, you know, and <laughs> she changes the attitude a pierces and tattoos. So again, Playboy never does it. Now, Penthouse and Housewanger might, they might. They don't have that restriction, you know. You could show the nasty girl being nastier, the blacked chick having sex, it was okay, you know. But even they, uh, to some extent, didn't want to go too much on the tattoos. Yeah, and I've they, had girls yeah. say to me that they do get some discrimination i say, I'm tattooed, I can't get this job, you know.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I think it's part of the thing is, like, tattoos have become so common in our culture now. It's like, you know, dudes like that, and they want to see chicks that have tattoos, sleeve yeah. tattoos, and all that.
5: Oh, yeah, no, it is becoming more culture, and it's being more accepted. And a girl with those tattoos will get worked in porn, but it'll be a little bit limited. Like, if you want her to play a certain kind of character or the innocent girl next door, they might have a problem with it, you know. But if they want to play a black girl, she's perfect. Yeah. You
2: know? So what? What's your opinion on modern porn? because porn's changed a lot over the years, like the, the POV and the extreme anal and all that. What, what, what do you think of that? I
5: know, it's funny. Well, extreme anal, we had. We had. We even had double anal. And you know, you know, I, I still do sex scenes once in a while, but not as much as I used to. I do dialogue scenes and I do I mean, a lot of mainstream stuff. But you know, but we were pretty, uh, pretty crazy then. We even had triple anal a girl takes two 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 and one dildo you wow know? you got know, a girl like Dalton great at it I know the girls right now. I just want to know the girls on my head who are good at it you know
2: Triple A that's quite able. a skill
5: I've seen it I've, I've seen I've been in it <laughs> I've done it you know so so uh, it's uh, it's like the South Park guys always love that the whole term Double A they used to put it in all their movies you know
2: DVDA right
5: so, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, it's too funny that was a very big scene in a film i was in called orgasmo from the south Park guys you know yeah but anyway yeah, yeah. yeah so uh that uh, extreme anal we've had. but as far as um what are you saying also about
2: uh yeah, like uh you know like the p o v and the and the gonzo stuff yeah, that
5: yeah. they do we were, we were kind of doing that too, but it wasn't it was a called p o v you know like you know you need to be the girl you know then uh so where are you from? What are your hobbies? Uh, what was your first sex experience like? Do you like girls? Ooh, nice. Oh, you're also a dancer. Why don't you dance for me? That's nice. I are hundreds of thousands of men looking at you right now. You got to turn on. Okay, enough talk. Eat this. <laughs> and there's your, there's your dialogue.
6: It's so a pretty it's gone good script.
5: It's, it's gone, oh, thank you. You like that? Thank you very much. So it's gone a little further than it did in the old days. It was like a knock, knock. Who's there? Pizza man. Who wanted the large sausage? Man, why do you need a pizza man in lingerie? And how come you don't have the money to pay for it? You know, who's that? That's the plumber. I came here to fix your pipes. Oh, hey, come on over. You know? So those are, those are the big plots for years. You know, The girl's always dressed sexy, like, and the guy, why do you look like that? To meet a TV repairman. Let me guess. You don't have the money to pay for it. You want to pay in trade. Here we go, bouncing music, bum chicka bum chicka boom. You know. Yeah, I like funny, that you know? though.
2: It was predictable. It was, it was the porn I, I grew I up it.
5: on. I'll I'll a name drop. I was uh, George Clooney. I was uh, hanging out with him briefly at Dan Tanner's restaurant, and he was commenting, "What he loves, that music?" So I gave him a CD of porn music, and <laughs> we were joking around about it right there in the restaurant. He's going, bum chicka boom, chicka bum. You know. So people just equate that, that corny. Actually, pretty bad. It's, you know,
2: it's like that, that 70s music.
5: funk music. It's that, it's that fun little attitude that makes you think about porn. It probably helps you get, a, you get a boner, you know? I mean, now they're getting more creative. They're getting some real good musicians. I mean, I've had Lemmy from Motorhead, the late, great, you know, Lemmy. Oh, Lemmy. You he know, I,
2: I saw you at the memorial a couple of weeks ago, or yeah. the last weekend. That was, yeah, you know, rest yeah, in yeah, peace, he Lemmy.
5: Song, Legend. Thank you. Yeah, I keep a song. I mean, he's in the movie, uh, John Wayne Bobbitt, uncut.
2: Oh, is he, he? Let me, zin-
5: me sing it. Uh, the song that I use is called "Under the Knife." A to you, <laughs> under the knife. What a perfect song, huh?
2: Oh, that's great. That's great. I, I didn't yeah. realize Motorhead did porn music.
5: Got me the song, and he also got me uh, his presence to be in the movie. So, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> it, so I started using better music and better music. And so now you get a mixture. You get some of these young directors who put in really great music, and you have some that more old school. Oh yeah, bomb chicka, bomb chicka, bomb. You know. Well, I kind right? of feel
2: like that that porn though. Back in the day, it's like you know when the girls wearing lingerie and the TV repairman shows up. It was fun. It was lighthearted. Whereas now, it's like you get the internet. You just get these like six minute clips. You know of dudes just uh, yeah. violating right. chicks. It's it's missing the heart. The you know. It's totally different. It's
5: a whole different. It's uh the internet's changed everything. Wait, have you and I met?
2: I, I, I've met you a couple times at the Rainbow and uh, actually I've DJed a show that you did back in the day in San Francisco. At Centerfolds. you know Centerfolds up on Broadway? What? Deja Vu Centerfolds. You did a couple shows that i dj DJed for you. Oh, you mean, Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes.
2: This is way back yeah. in the day, though. I, I wrote a book about uh, DJing called Play Something Dancy. I think I'm going to give it to you I, back I, then. I, the
5: DJs. I worked for a famous DJ... Uh, you know, Armin Van Buren. Um, well, yeah, the that guy's thing. like a real DJ. Next to next to Tiesto, he's second best. Yeah, I yeah. did a video for him called um, uh, This Is What It Feels Like, <coughs> you know?
2: Didn't, weren't you in a Sublime video too?
5: I've been in uh, more videos than anybody on earth. I hold the world's record. I've been in 54 music videos. Sublime was a crazy one called Date Rape. Date Rape, where, I remember that. What? Or I play the judge, and I play the guy behind bars who attacks the bad boy. You know, and it's really funny. It's called, and it was uh, one of the, it was the very first hit on K Rock. It was huge. <laughs> then they became the hottest band on the planet. Like they,
3: they, they were, were torn, they were huge.
5: Yeah. Out, um, Bradley Noel, and then they put me in a song, which has done a lot of bands have done that. Which you know was called "Caress Me Down," and it goes um, "Mucho Gusto," so Bradley. I'm than Ron Jeremy, right?
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. That, like, rap part in the middle of the song. It was good.
5: Yeah, it's great, man. Yeah, so, yeah, so, uh, I'm in two kid rock videos. I'm on a piano in Cowboy baby. And you knew I played piano. And I'm also saluting the flag in American Badass. I'm in Moby's video by the Xerox machine. I did LMFAO, Sexy, sexy and I Know It, you know, so. I can go on and on and on, but.
2: So yeah, you it. I mean, not not you, have you, it. Have a, you have a very diverse <laughs> career. You know, you, you do videos, you do music, you, you've done porn. Back when you started 30 years ago, do you think it was going to last this long? Do you think you're going to be no, the icon that absolutely you are today?
5: Not. No, 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 not even slightly. I got started in 1978. I did Playgirl, came out in October 78. I kind of did my first adult film around late 77. I so I never thought it, nope, it's been great
2: what made you do Playgirl like uh, did a bunch of girls say like wow you, you know you got a big uh, schlong here you should be in Playgirl
5: I, I kind of got that not, when I was in the high school <laughs> when I got old enough my ex-girlfriend said it again and we sent pictures into Playgirl and they published them uh, the a guy next door section and <laughs> later on they took the wrong photographs of me and they had other layouts for the future but uh, originally it was one little picture that I took of Polaroid which started the entire career
2: that's crazy how these <laughs> things can start like that you know
5: yeah. Playgirl has since charged a lot of money for that issue. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you buy a print of that? You should sell that shit. That's funny, yeah. Well, hey, I have a copy of yeah. it. So back in the day, though, like, I, I feel like porn stars, like, back in the day, like, you had to be a real porn star. Like, you had to have the talent to stay hard for, like, three hours. Whereas now, it's oh, like all these guys no, do no Viagra. Bag.
5: Yeah. Of course. What you're saying is exactly true.
2: You think that's cheating?
5: Well, I don't think so. Really. I mean, like, in a way, but look—you know—you can't knock it if it works. I mean, if you're a director, you want know, your actors to get nice big boners, and all good-looking guys, and do the scene, get it up, get it out, get the hell out of here. You know, you—you you want that. You know, if you're, but sometimes it takes a while. You know, in in the old days, some actors just took a bit. You know, you have to wait around, and the crew's getting antsy, and all right, let's take lunch break while he's getting it up. You know, so that, you know, now you don't have that problem anymore. You know,
2: now it's just so like instant boner.
5: The director's point of view. yeah. I could see why it's smooth and it's good, you know.
2: So have you ever refused to do a scene? Like, if it, are there any girls you won't work with?
5: No. No. That's what I never No. Just when they wanted it to be, like, maybe gay or transsexual or whatever, then I won't do that because I just wouldn't get an erection for it. Nothing <laughs> wrong, but, you know. <laughs> I used to ask my gay friends, were you born gay or sucked into it? <laughs> <laughs> so I love what? that line. I love that line. I love that one. No, so I... Uh, yeah, so, so I've never, I've never been, No, I don't really turn much down. I mean, uh, I never was really offered any kind of violence in porn. The S&M M stuff.
2: What? Like the uh, S&M it, stuff, like the kink.com stuff.
5: I, yeah, I don't, I don't really, they know not to ask me because I don't do those kind of things. I did it one time only and it was so goddamn funny. I did it for a company called Redboard Video. They specialize in S&M. I had just done the John Bobbin movie. I wanted to find something else to do with the two of us. So the, the boss, Mark Carrier, said, you guys got to do this S&M movie. I'm it to that. what yeah, she will go easy on you. All right. So me and John Bobbin side by side, it was the funniest thing. She's smacking her asses. She wanted me to suck a dildo, so I cheated. And I was like moving my face to the side, so the dildo, everyone in my mouth. And then I started doing things to John Bobbin And I'm laughing my my asses. Goes, Did you get funny, Ron? <laughs> no, 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 no. Go, Ow, can I have another? Oh, no, no, it's not funny. So, and then she gets the producer who is laughing so hard. She goes, You need to get funny? Hey, excuse me, I'm the producer. Get on your knees. And I fucking die. She got him on his knees. And She's spanking him. She's spanking and I, and bob I go, it's it. ridiculous. I never laughed so hard in my life. <laughs> do you need to get funny, Ron? No, 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 it's not funny. It's not funny. And if she laughs, she's going laugh. to kill me. Uh, so I'm like thinking of all the things in my family like deaths in the family things that are depressing <laughs> I had to keep myself from laughing you know <laughs> you know it's you know, the funniest thing so there's somewhere out there there's a red board video of me you know doing, doing an s and scene and it is so damn funny and she was such a good sport it's not as good normally she would have whipped the crap out of us you know <laughs> and then he said you think this is funny one no no it's not funny not funny
2: you know, it's, it's damn funny! How many bot movies did uh, John Wayne Bobbitt do? I mean, did, didn't did his dick work properly?
5: Yeah, he'll you say know, something. He got it sewed on with micro micro surgery, um, micro neuro, I don't know what they, they call it. Micro something of surgery. he attached every vessel, every blood vessel, every vein, every artery, nerve endings. They the, the micro surgery, and it, was, it worked. They reattached it, and it worked. But he did need some help, and back then he didn't have Viagra, Cialis, or Levitra.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was like a, like in the 90s, right?
5: That's why they actually do clinical trials. Sexpillguru.com. And uh, they, uh, well, they they don't you know which ones work or don't work. But the thing is, in those days, all they had was a thing called prostaglandin or cabrajet. What's it's that? A cold it's a fluid that you inject into your penis to get automatic boner. Hmm. You know? it, it sounds was painful. actually used it It's not safe for me by today's standards, because you're putting a little bit of a hole in you you're using a needle you're creating a little hole, and then with diseases that are out there, you don't want them getting into any, you know getting into your skin so no one really has sex to use it anymore because now I get the pill popping vagary you know but anyway so uh so back then he took this presston, and then John Robert did all the sex scenes fine. in fact, one of them even did unassisted. but he was so turned on to the girl he didn't use any pill for her or any at you know, cold furnace. That's why he was like that. Then we did a sequel called Frankenpenis. penis
2: you know? Franken-Penis. I don't think I've seen that one.
5: He did it all on his own. He never needed any help, no drugs. He just simply got a boner. So those doctors are geniuses. You know, John Robin had a football on it, and it looked weird. It looked like it. Uh, you know, like, was that like it like it, it, it looked a little weird, but not that weird, you know? <laughs>
2: Well, I've always yeah, been impressed with it. I've always been impressed with your skills again, do you remember that movie Fat Liners?:
5: Yes, of course. I love you know the deal with the tagline for. It was brilliant fat liner it's It's about life after death after lunch
2: <laughs> I remember you you banged one of the largest women I think I've ever seen and you hey, did Layla
5: it. love shell
2: yeah in like the kitchen or something. Yes. I forget, but but you did it though. I mean, you didn't even use Viagra. We didn't have Viagra back then. Yeah, uh, that's right, I love that scene that like she's
5: singing, and I'm thinking that gorgeous voice is Marilyn Monroe. I'm going, Marilyn, is that you? You know, and then I turn on the corner, and there's this heavy guy going, and I look up at the sky, going, "Very funny guy. You got a great sense of humor." <laughs> oh, well, and i I did her anyway. It was so funny.
2: How many times yeah. can you perform in a day? Like how many how many scenes can you do and, in a
5: you day? I can five or six, including pop Shot then as I got older I did a, a film called Put It in Reverse for Zane Entertainment. You know. And uh there it was a me and fifteen girls. It was wow. great. You wow. Know? But it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Don't kid yourself. It's not that much fun, it's a lot of work. I'd say for anyone reading this article or listening to it, whatever, I'd say you, know, you want you maybe you and a couple of girls, that's plenty. You know, that way they can keep themselves busy while you're busy, you know, relaxing and taking a break, you know. You and two bisexual girls, maybe three. After that, it gets to be like a lot of work.
2: I was about to say, I mean, you got to have the stamina.
5: Yeah.
2: I mean, I'm a little younger than you. I don't think I could do it.
5: Oh, you never know. You never know. Uh, And then I I only needed needed one pop shot in that one, so that was good. (laughs) I was able to be with a bunch of girls and then pop at the end, you know?
2: So you've you banged a lot of women. Now, how many women do you think you banged? Do you think you banged more than Gene Simmons?
5: Me, it's funny you're saying that, because me and Gene Simmons are the exact same number. We Whoa. were both on the view Barbara Walters. He both claimed between 3,000 and 4,000. Wow. Then I made a joke, and I said, yeah, but he's a rock star. He gets girls that look like, you know, Shannon Tweed, his playboy playmate wife. I'm making movies. I get girls that look like Gene Simmons.
2: and you can still fuck them that's good Um, so my co-host and I have a running debate is it true that Jewish girls give the best head? no you don't think so what
5: makes Jewish girls interesting is that they're good they're certainly good the best, no I find it just depends on age I think and when girls get older they're better at it you know I've seen Latin girls who are phenomenal black girls phenomenal I've seen white. I mean, I've seen every. I mean, I've seen girls who are great and girls who were not great. There was no divide based on ethnic. There was only a divide based on age. I found that when girls got a little older, like their thirties, they really take it seriously and they really love it. They enjoy it, and most men prefer enthusiasm to technique.
2: Yeah, you know, the I agree with that.
5: March swung right in her face. <laughs> you're doing good. You know, even she's lousy at it, but she just loves it. Those guys will we'll, we'll take it. We like that. You know. But um, Jewish girls are are good because often they are a little bit prudish. I know there's a Jewish girls, you know, you know their mom and their dad raised them not to do this or, you know, their daddy's a little girl, don't you dare, you know. So a lot of Jewish girls are held back and they'll have a lot of restraint. But then when they finally let it go, all that pent up energy from holding back because daddy said to, now they let let it loose, and now you see a Jewish girl go crazy. It's great. Yeah,
6: you know, so, yeah.
5: You know, that's why people think they're so good because they have a little pent up uh, excitement you
2: know well Ron are there any projects or anything I can plug for you
5: thanks yeah I can, I can say right now for sure the big show Saturday night I'm hosting the foundation room after the big show after the ADN show and then I'm uh, uh, I'm doing two comedy shows Sapphires and another one on Thursday night and then on uh, I think that's pretty much it
2: and this is all uh, next weekend
5: uh, yeah, uh, we're fun. Tonight, I'll be at the house at the viper room. I might go on stage and play a little harmonica. So
2: all right. Well, hey, Ron, it was good thank talking you. to you, man. You take it easy. Yeah, thank you. All right. You too. Bye.
7: Sick and wrong listeners, want to add a little spice to your sex life? Go to adamande.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no, no. Just type the coupon code Uh, DIDDLE uh, upon uh,
6: checkout. All
2: right, so Harrison, we got some phone calls to get to. 206 666 3846 is that number. Um, this first call is a call from an Englishman about a science experiment. Hi, my name's Tom. I'm from the UK, uh, time yeah.
7: listener. Um, I'm a student. I study zoo biology, which is a uh, it's a basically a, like an animal management course. Um,
3: uh stop it! For, <laughs> is, is this Doctor Moreau? Is this Doctor Moreau calling again? I told I, I, him not to call in anymore. An animal
2: management course. <laughs> did, did you ever see the movie Zoo? Uh, the documentary. No. no, it was about that sex farm up in uh, in Seattle. The Mr. Oh, sorry, Hands the sex
3: farm. What the fuck? What?
2: No, it's like this this farm where a bunch of like Boeing engineers went and got, you know, sodomized by this horse and one of the guys died. Huh. I feel what? like if they would have had this guy there to manage yeah. the animals, he might have saved a life or two.
3: Nah, he just would have genetically engineered a St. Bernard man and then they would have <laughs> just started, started fucking that thing,
7: you know? So anyway, um, uh, we, um, one day... Uh, I have a lesson it's a practical session which means we basically we've got a lesson in the laboratory uh, I don't know what's going to happen um, the laboratory I don't know what it's <laughs> about I know it's to do with a reproduction module genetics etc etc oh, sure. uh, anyway I go into class um, as usual I get there and her lecturer is there and she has her pet dog um, she
2: has a pet dog there. There's a few laboratory assistants, and you know what? Not not to change the subject here, but uh, they just hired this woman at, at my work. Who I, I really don't like her. I don't. I mean, aside from the fact that she's not easy on the eyes at all, okay. um, she also has an emotional support animal. So she brings a dog to work, uh, and you're not allowed yes. to pet the dog because the dog has a little like I don't know cape on that says I'm working. <laughs> But it's just
3: like, seriously, why would you hire this woman? God bless California. Well, I'm sure she didn't bring the dog to the interview. You know, I don't think she did, but now they
2: can't fire her because she has this dog. Yeah. And so she sits there, you know, her, her large, her girth, barely even fitting on the office chair with her fucking golden retriever with a cape. Uh, Yeah. I'm going to
3: get, I'm going to get a pet owl. (laughs) <laughs> and make they, <laughs> they it my, my my emotional support animal just bring it on flights <laughs> Harrison's owl that will be, be great flying, <laughs> flying up and down the aisles on a plane it'll be great I like that mm. um, we kind of get the gist of what's
7: going to happen and I, I can't believe it um, so, so the lecturer is there she uh she tells us we're going to be looking at DNA extraction today uh, in the context of like artificial insemination. You know, if you're going to artificially inseminate an animal, you need to be able to extract the DNA from said animal. Okay. I'm sure you're going to grasp where this is going. And sure enough, I think I'm figuring this out. Oh man. The lecturer puts on a rubber glove and Ah. the dog knows what is
2: going to happen. Like the the dog starts wagging its tail, you know, lecture puts on this glove (laughs) Well, so this is rehearsed. This is like, yeah, this is, yeah. Like she's done this a few times at home.
3: Absolutely, probably every day.
2: Wow. The dog starts wagging his tail. This isn't
7: the first time this has happened. She bent, she kneels down on one knee. The dog sort of like puts his little paws up on the knee You know, he's wagging his tail and the lecturer like kind of starts fluffing up the dog. You know, he gets red rocket. And, yeah, sure enough, she starts, she starts wanking the dog off a little bit until the dog starts, like, fucking her hand. And, yeah, we are just in awe. Like, the entire class is silent. I am just pissing myself. No one else is laughing. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? This is insane. This is insane. She starts wanking the dog off. And the dog comes into this little fucking bag. Um, the lecturer takes the glove off, she takes the she takes the bag over, and she starts like, you know, okay, class, next part of the lesson, we're going to start, you know, analyzing the sperm of this dog. And we are just in shock, like, oh, my God, lecturer, teacher just, like, wanked off a dog, teacher just wanked off a dog, but, like, yeah. everyone's serious about it. I couldn't believe it. The dog's, like, dick, like, leaks. There's a bit of on the floor. The dog leaks it up. Oh, my God. It's so fucking oh. gross. Anyway, class <laughs> ends. I go home. Most of my friends didn't even turn up to the lecture because they're lazy fucking stoners. And I'm, like, ringing them up
2: after class, like, oh, my God. Teacher whacked off a dog. And I was like, no, she didn't. Teacher didn't off a dog. Like, yep. Yeah, she- That's, like, one of those classic, you know, you, you you have no idea what you missed. You know, like, one of those nights when you you don't want to go out, but then oh, yeah. you, something awesome happens. Yeah. You know, that, FOMO. That's, yeah, That's what's 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 the
3: acronym for that? Fear of missing out. FOMO.
2: FOMO. Yeah, fear FOMO. of missing out. That's like this new internet acronym. I was trying to think of it, but it didn't roll off the tongue. Yeah. FOMO. Yeah, the FOMO is the story of my life, but this is like you. But know, I want to
3: know is if this kid got hard when that was happening. <laughs> because I think I might, I might. You know what I mean? Well, but I was they,
2: wondering about that because what yeah. do you think the teacher looked like? Hmm. It's a good question. I, yeah. I mean, I wonder if she's attractive, you know? And if she's attractive, do you think if, if she could give a good hand job to a dog, how do you think she'd handle human? Oh. Ho ho ho. I actually don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know how, yeah. how that relates, but yeah, um, it's tempting. Chubbing up right now. You whined off a dog. No one fucking believed me
7: except for the people in class. FOMO. Yeah, it was the weirdest fucking lesson ever. Uh yeah, that's it. Okay, thanks. Uh thanks for all the uh, podcast love this show.
2: Um yeah. Keep it up, guys. You be the call. Cool. All right, thank you. Wow. Well, thanks for
3: calling in, young Doctor Moreau.
2: Yeah, young Doctor Doolittle over here learning how to manage an animal. Jesus. That 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 that's kinda of weird. I don't know if that would happen here. Do do you think that would happen in
3: the US? I mean, Yeah, I... I. You know, like, I, I don't know. I mean, somebody's got to jerk off a dog in that situation. No, but, but I mean, in a classroom
2: full of, like, no, it's not something you you know, need 22-year-olds. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ. Not even, like, 21-year-olds. Like, it's yeah. I, I couldn't imagine this happening in front of, but maybe in, like, a graduate class or something. Did, did you ever have those classes where, like, you know, like, the art You went to NYU. It's kind of a the, pretentious artsy university. Did Did you ever have any of those classes where they had, like, you know, like, we're going to do a performance art thing, and it's just this chick. Comes on and like you know, pulls a tampon out and throws it on the ground. You see her butt naked and all bloody. The,
3: the the
2: teacher? No, the teacher has like a you know like a friend that's a performance artist and she just does that. Oh no, no, I never saw that. D, sorry. <laughs> but haven't you heard of that happening? <sighs> uh, I, I that something like that
3: happened in my high school. A little B- bit. What? Like a girl pulled a tampon out? No, no, she like was naked and painted and rolled around in paint and then ran down the hallway. Jesus, Um, dude,
2: you went to a pretty cool high school.
3: It was, yeah, it was like, it was like a late nineties high school for ravers and retards, basically. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, what what class was 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 that? Was was that algebra video that, that never stopped, you know? Like what class was that? Was that algebra? We didn't have math because we had math, but like we had math, the math and science classes at that school were like, dude, but space, right that was like basically the math and science at that at that school we
2: think in three dimensions (laughs) you can conform to your learning your establishment learning no grades um wow no textbooks nothing all right yeah well uh thanks for sharing the science experiment with us Uh, i'd like to know what university you go to yes um keeping with the theme of the show with the porn thing uh, here, here's a here's a call about new porn
0: what's up sick and wrong Cali Bear again um, called a really long time ago I don't really remember what I called about but anyway I heard this phone call about the guy saying that he discovered new porn so I was gonna well I've kind of discovered some new porn so figured I would
2: dive in on that yeah thanks for sharing
0: um I don't know been- am <laughs> I've been watching like, really like, hot like, twenty year old Asian chicks or like nineteen, eighteen year old Asian chicks. I don't know, they're, they're
3: young but they're hot. Oh my god, dude, you're so weird. Yeah, what is this? What is this? I don't, know. I don't even get. You know, although you know what is weird, this hotel I'm in. Like I, I was like at the hotel bar with a bunch of people I work with, and then I was like, "Ah, this is boring." I'm going back to my room, and I'm walking through the lobby, and they're just like. Like fucking like 20 super hot Japanese flight attendants. Whoa. In uniform in the lobby. Speaking Japanese. I'm like, holy shit.
2: Did you practice any of the Japanese that you learned when you were there? I didn't learn any
3: Japanese when I was there. Not even like Konishiwa. <laughs> uh, I think I did learn that. I learned a bunch of stuff. I don't remember it though. It drank a lot. So, yeah, I mean, don't you like yell like hentai or something? (laughs) 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 No, I stopped and I was like, oh, I'm going to I should wait. What am I? No, I can't do anything. And I went back to my room. (laughs)
2: Yeah, the other day i was on tinder and I, I was looking at this chick's profile and it said that she was in like into some kind of thing called like i can't i want to say like seppuku or sep, sep, something like this i had to look it up online it's like japanese rope bondage
3: it's it's uh shibari shibari yeah i, I
2: knew shibari. you would know this and i saw this and i was like god this girl's really hot but i can't even
3: pretend to know what the fuck that means Shibari is kind of an even for me. Shibari is kind of annoying because you basically have to know like fucking sailor knots and all sorts of crazy roping techniques and shit. How the fuck would they know if their
2: if their hands are behind their back? Just tie like a you know no, like, you a, gotta, a like, you gotta like a boy scout knot or whatever.
3: Like sling a rope over their shoulder that goes like uh, you know under the rope that goes beneath their breasts and then tie it around. The, it's a whole thing. It's so like a whole thing you got to do, and it's it's. How do you I, learn this shibari? Done, you just watch fucking bondage. You just watch bondage porn. And then and you practice on your cat. And there's probably a book or something, but who wants to buy that book? You know, nobody. Um, hmm. but yeah, no, I, I've had to do it before, but I'm like, ugh, like I, you know, I'd rather just, I like, I, you know, I, I'd rather just tie the way I like to tie. I don't want to have to do a whole fucking thing. And there's a history behind it. Like I dated this bondage porn chick once where it's like, She's like, there's a history behind it where they used to capture shoguns and they'd tie them in this way to humiliate them or something. I don't know. It's the whole thing. Yeah, but- I, I
2: figured it was a little too involved, so I just swiped left. I anyway, I ended, ended up, up it. Hanging,
3: hanging from this chick's fucking crazy iron bed cage. Wait, she tied you up? Oh, yeah. Jesus. She, how did she hoist you up there?
2: Um, I don't know. She must have been a very strong woman. She was a very strong woman. Wow, Harrison yeah. likes him strong.
0: They're like, I mean, sometimes they look like they're like twenty three, but like they just have a shitload of makeup on or something. I don't this know. guy
3: is so perverse. But,
0: <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, but then they're like in a like well, okay, so what will happen is they'll walk, they'll walk, and they act like they're just walking from like college or school or whatever. They walk into a bus, and then a shitload of old aging dudes just start like groping them and shit. And, like, I can't tell if it's real or not. Like, if these guys are actually just taking cameras, and then they just put... I mean, obviously, I'm I'm pretty sure it's scripted, but... But they're just in public, and they're, like, literally just fucking these aging chicks on the bus. Like, and there's, like, regular people in the bus, too, it seems like, who are just, like, acting like
3: nothing's going on while (laughs) the aging chicks, like...
2: (laughs) Has this this is the new s- porn this guy is into. Has
3: this guy never seen a kink.com fucking video? Jesus Christ. This
2: sounds like a Japanese
3: version of the bang bus. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's what they, that's like literally 80% of the fucking public disgrace videos are exactly what he's talking about.
2: But just girls getting, uh, you know, violated in public while the people like are saying they're doing their regular thing.
3: Yeah. doing their know, I'm, to, I'm just a
2: mailman. I'm going to yeah. deliver some mail. I'm going to do my taxes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this the, meanwhile, this girl is getting shtup.
0: You know, squirming and whatever and taking dick and all that. And, and, like, then she gets, like, cummed on by, like, 20 different guys. And then they put her clothes on for her and shit. And she just walks out like it's nothing. After she's, like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. But it's pretty hot. I mean, you don't know if, like, I don't know. But, yeah, it's good stuff. All right,
2: keep it. Well, uh, thanks for so, sharing there. Um, thanks for the, that very coherent <laughs> description pieces. of the new—that's yeah. the new porn that he's into. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm not into that whole bukkake thing. No. Yeah. Are you? Are you is that your thing, Harrison? I, I, I oh, don't. Really? Even, I don't even know. Like with you, I can't even presuppose yeah. anything that might be your thing.
3: No, it's, it's 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 okay. I can take it or leave it. I find it kind of boring. I've never actually done it. Um, You've
2: never done a bukkake scene. No. no. Would you do a gangbang? No, I don't think so. I think yeah. I'd be too. I'm too much of a germaphobe to do that. Yeah, I don't want a bunch of no, no, no. It's just a
3: standard line with a yeah. bunch of like other I dudes. Want line with a bunch of assholes. I don't even like standing in line ever. You know? Yeah, to like but you long, know just at the yeah. store. You know,
2: okay. buying beer. Nope. <laughs> Let alone like just to go have sex with some like you know porn star. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's just odd. Um, yeah, I can't really think of any. Like, it's funny to me that people be like, "I'm in this new kind of porn." Like, there's no new porn that I'm I'm really into. Like for me, it's just like I'm you know I'm porny. I want to jerk off. I'll go to like you jizz, I'll flip through a few videos, see a girl that I think is hot, and I'll jack off, and then I'll go along with my
3: the rest of my day. You know, I was looking at this this site, this uh, porn chick that I like. Ludella Hahn, right? This redhead. And um, she does a lot of bondage stuff. She does a lot of superheroine stuff. So I'm like, all right, I'm looking at it. She, but, she, but she does a lot of different shit. And I'm looking through it. And she has uh, transformation porn, which I mentioned on the fucking show before. Is this
2: the Transformer stuff that you're telling me about? With the... Tra- the the Optimus prime
3: no no that's a different thing no this, this this is uh when it's like you know i turn into a fox a japanese fox woman but it's um, like turning it's the actual changing the, into changing into you know? it yeah like the this animorphs like, yeah so she's velma from scooby-doo changing into a werewolf yeah that's
2: that's a very particular kind of
3: like, fetish god damn that you, you find that really hot I'm, no I don't give a fuck I, like, but I'm, I'm just like that's one of those things I watch where I'm like I'm glad I don't have this you know what I mean I, I might have some shit but I mean at least it's not that hard you know what I mean like most women you, go, you know you go out with them and you like you're making out with them and you kind of test them a little bit like you put your hand on their throat and you see if their eyes light up and they like it you put your hand over their mouth you see but you know you could but most of them yeah they tend to like that but, hey, can you put on this fucking wolf tail and, like, look like you've half transformed into a werewolf while I fuck you? Like, what? Shit? Yeah, that, that takes a very open-minded woman. God damn. Yeah, that would be hard. That's, that's hard to talk somebody into. So, I know
2: you, like, um, you know, you, you fetishize, like, superhero, like, the superheroines, like, uh, Wonder Woman. and so, uh, But you also like, like, Velma. Girls are dressed up in Velma. But you also like monsters, on the other hand. So... Would you like a girl that was like, I'm a female werewolf and you can see my vagina, but at the same time I have a werewolf face?
3: I'd, I'd, I'd give it a shot. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's not something I've ever looked into, personally. I mean, Vampirella, absolutely. But werewolf girl, I've seen a few at the cons that I'd, I'd take a run at. Sure. What, what about like a mummy? A sexy mummy. Uh, okay like, sexy well like i mean you know you don't know like she's got
2: long hair and you, pieces of her face are visible I, i'd have to take it on a
3: case-by-case basis um a, bride uh, of frankenstein a sar- a sarcophagus by car- sarcophagus basis a uh, frankenstein oh frankenstein sure absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so you fetishize I both to, i once had a crush on this chick that was basically frankenstein she had stitches tattooed all over her face and fucking scarification all over all over the place huge crush on her was she actually
2: like a very like like was she like seven feet tall and did she speak with like grunts no she was very
3: short okay just like i don't know She She was articulate she was just somebody who like took the 90s too far you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like she must regret that can she even get a job at home depot she's a hair you know she does like I'll do your crazy hairdressing. So it doesn't, you know what I mean? That's what she does. It doesn't matter that she looks like a, a rejected Tim Burton character, you know? So.
2: Well, um, you know, I, I, there's new porn coming out all the time. Like, you know, I, I've, I've talked about this on the show in the past. Like you, you sometimes you flip through uh, the, the, these porns. And there's this, this one, this one genre. I don't even know what this genre is where uh, dudes would be getting blowjobs and would blow their load, like in the car, they'd begin roadhead, they'd blow their load in the girl's face, and then they would go through the drive through and she would order and pick up food and pay for the food with cum all over her face.
3: Mm. White Castle or McDonald's? Or didn't,
2: it, it was like, yeah, it didn't matter. It was like, oh. here's the White Castle video, here's the Taco Bell video. Okay. You know, And, and like part of it was the reaction of the person on the video, but also the humiliation of the girl.
3: I, I, the public thing, I don't know. I've been fantasizing about that lately. So can, maybe, yep, maybe this is a new
2: of... genre you should check out.
3: I can, I can see the appeal. Of, I think, Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right. We got one more call to get to here. Um, this is that guy who, who just, I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. Like this guy is obsessed with us having oral sex with a woman in a car.
3: Oh, this guy again! This guy, How did you do
2: it? He's chastised us he's several times you. You right. know, for not having roadhead. And I think last time I was saying it's because I drive a Prius. Well, now he's mad about that.
3: Is he mad at me this time or you this time? Let's, I think both of us. All right, all right.
2: Fucking, it's the blowjob guy. And I'm lo- calling back to fucking <laughs> the blowjob wrong guy.
7: because I drive a Prius, motherfucker. So does my wife who gives me goddamn good-ass roadheads. Both of us drive Priuses, bitch. <laughs> and what fucking Prius are you driving, dude? I'm getting 43 miles a gallon, and okay. I'm at 2007. My wife's getting uh, 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 52 miles to the gallon, and she's a brand new one. But what are you? What fucking piece of crap are you driving? That you're only getting 40 miles to the gallon, or do you drive like a fucking lead
3: footed bitch? Fuck you.
2: Uh, I think that one was directed to me.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: There's a lot of animosity, a lot Touchy of anger there.
3: Fucking drivers. You know, I I, I just came from a goddamn uh, uh, work, like fun thing. And in the in the event, in the calendar event, fun was in quotes. Wait, like a team they, building thing? Yeah, like mandatory go-karts. Mm. And I went and I was like, I put on this stupid jumpsuit and I was like getting ready to do it. And they're like, oh, you can't drink until after you've driven and you have to wait 30 minutes to drive. And I'm like, fuck this. So I took off the jumpsuit. I went and got some drinks. But I was like, "I, you know, I've been driving a go kart all week because it's my rental car is a fucking Prius, and it feels like driving a goddamn go kart. It doesn't feel like driving a
2: car." No, it's it it is it is kind of like that, and and it's weird too
3: because you got to figure out you got to press the button to start it and the little button to put it in park. And I'm like a fuck, I, you know, I'm like a j- fucking Frankenstein. So sitting at the thing, it's like you know. This is the largest automobile I could afford. You know, it's ridiculous.
2: Uh, people call the Sick Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Remember to subscribe, rate, and comment on the show on iTunes. We appreciate that. It helps us out. Um, as I've mentioned like a million times before, we do have some new Sick and Wrong merch coming up quite soon. I'm not lying about that. Um, it's, they're, they're, they're sexy t-shirts. The t-shirts for the guys are sexy, but the t-shirts for the girls are even sexier. They're actually the same T-shirts. We, we don't make different ones for guys or girls. But the ones on Girls look sexier. Like, the, the shirt looks sexier on a girl than it does on a guy. But I guess it depends on what you're into, really. Oh, but the, my the, God. The, the, the new
3: shirts. You're literally killing me.
2: <laughs> the new shirts are going to be amazing. <laughs> when they finally come out. I'm, I'm waiting on Harrison to, to finalize that design. Um,
3: those- it's... It, <laughs> what were you saying? We got to just find out one legal issue that it's already finalized. All right. All right. Yeah. Once we, once we settle,
2: you know, Harrison, I thought you had a little bit of Jew lawyer in you. I do. I would just say,
3: go, go with it. You know okay. what I mean? Maybe we'll I do say.
2: that. I'll show Ryan and we'll see what Ryan says. Yeah. 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 Um, finally here, second wrong song of the week. I had several people email me saying, well, since you ended the sh- the, the last couple shows, the Lemmy song and a Bowie song. You know, Glenn Frey, Fry or whatever from the Eagles died this week. You got to end the show with an Eagles song. And my response to that is, fuck you in the ear, man. I fucking hate the Eagles. I'm sorry. No no disrespect to a guy that died. I don't want to say that. You know, I mean, it sucks if someone dies. But fuck the Eagles. Like seriously, fuck the yeah. Eagles. I've never liked Steely the Eagles. Feeling dead
3: forever, man. <laughs> you know what
4: actually really moved me is you should get like Alan Rickman reading something because that is a voice that should not have been silent so
2: soon. I do like Alan Rickman. I mean, we mentioned that uh, last because he died. When was that? Last week. God, everyone's Weasley. dying this week. Everyone's dying this uh, this 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 year.
4: We're just getting old, so we just know who the people.
2: And <laughs> no, Dolly Parton made it. She's like seventy. So she
4: and Charo are aliens from a, a planet, and we'll talk about that some other time.
2: <laughs> but the thing they're is, not with human. The, the thing is with the Eagles, when people are like, "Oh, they're like the you know definitive Los Angeles band," it's like, nope. Think about this. X? Back, yeah, but back in the '70s, during that time when the Eagles were releasing "Desperado" and "One of These Nights" and "Hotel California," Lou Reed put out "Walk on the Wild Side." You know, the LP Berlin. David Bowie did The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust. The Stones did Exile on Main Street. Like, those albums actually matter. You know, the, I mean, it's like, who cares about the
3: song Desperado? No, The Eagles is basically, I don't know. I, I consider The Eagles on the same level as, like, Jimmy Buffett. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Bullshit.
4: Wait, Jimmy Buffett wasn't in The Eagles? I'm so
3: confused.
4: <laughs>
2: but anyway you know who did die this week another guy you know because (laughs) carrying on with the theme of the show of every sick and wrong song it's been so easy to pick the sick and wrong song of the week it's just because another famous musician died do you know who Clarence Reed was no he was uh, also known as Blowfly Uh, Blowfly was uh I guess he was kind of a proto-rapper. He was kind of like oh, an Old shit. Dirty
3: Bastard from the late 70s. If Old Dirty Bastard were in the late 70s, that's well fly.
2: Yeah, like, uh, yeah, late 70s. He, you know, his uh, son was in Living Color, Vernon Reed. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, didn't I? He, um, he died this past week from liver cancer. He was uh, 76 years old. But that album that he had that came out in the 70s, The Weird World of Blowfly, was kind of a hit. You've played um, that for me. I think I have. It, it was like this, it was very sexually explicit, sort of, Sort of rap, but it was before rap was ever even around. Um, but the guy was, uh, you know, I recommend every album by Blowfly. They're all X, X, X rated, XXX rated, triple X rated. But uh, Blowfly's Party is my favorite. And Blowfly and the Temple of Doom is actually kind of a good one, too. Two 80s records. Um, but the song we're going to the, end the show here with is uh, Blowfly's Too Fat to Fuck. I'm going to dedicate <laughs> that one to Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Uh, People, thanks for listening uh, for the past 10 years, our 10-year anniversary show. Thank you, Ryan Keely, for being on the show.
4: Hey, I'm happy to be your neighbor.
2: And for uh, taking care of my cat. Um, Harrison, I hope you make it back from the
3: Bay Area in one piece. I hope so, too. I'm going back to the fucking hotel bar right now because fuck all this shit. Yeah,
2: get get yourself one of those Japanese stewardesses. I'll try. All right. Well, people, we'll be back next week with episode uh, 517. Until then, take it easy. Technically is my birthday
3: I thought you were always like I don't like it when people Throw themselves birthday parties It's yeah. not really a
2: birthday party It's uh, okay. Well My sister's inviting some People over on Saturday But Friday We're just gonna go Out to eat in the mission And go to bars Okay So I don't know if that's Technically a birthday party
4: That's a birthday party Is mm-hmm. it?
2: Yeah well, it's, There's no like cake or anything Or The one thing I don't like to do Is I don't like to do Like the big you know, fucking like, I run out this big venue for myself. Mm. You know? Yeah.
4: Guess who's getting uninvited to all of my birthday parties? Because that's exactly what I do. And yeah. they're awesome.
2: Yeah, but you're a girl. So girls do that. Like, I think guys in their 40s shouldn't do that.
4: I think that's exactly why you should do it. All right. By the way, right. you're a girl with impression. lots of friends.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> I think with me, there'd be like Andrew, maybe, maybe Andrew, uh, my cat, <laughs> you would show up. Uh, possibly
3: Amanda, if she's not mad at me. Lenora. <laughs> Lenora, she'd show up. Yeah, a buddy of mine did that. He threw himself a 40th birthday party at a bar. It was like fucking five people. I went there, it was it was. Kind of sad, man. Well, I think that's what would happen to me. The my, reason my...
4: my parties are so ex- ex- the best successful is that I invite like a hundred and fifty people. So when forty five show up, everyone's true. like, "Damn, you got a lot of friends."